Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 59. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey, Josh. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> How have you been? I've been okay. You know, it was deadline week last week, so I'm a little tired today, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I know. On my walk this morning, I got to see uh, the new magazine out on everybody's uh, driveway. Yay, was... got delivered. Yay, that's a beautiful thing. Well, to at least two blocks <laughs> that I walked on. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was, it, um, it was pretty cool to see it out there. And, you know, when I finally was able to pick one up, it... it looks like a really great um, issue. I love all the shout outs to the grads and yeah, I can't wait to really get into it. Thanks. Yeah, it came out all right. I think it's, uh, you know, is what it is. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't like talking about it. For some reason, I don't like talking about the work of the magazine. Some stupid reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but I always get uncomfortable out. But anyways, yeah, I think it came out great. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't because this is a community magazine. I know, it is our I source. Know. It's our stories. I, I mean, know. even before you were even on the podcast, I was using it, you know, as a reference <laughs> to to see what was going on with our community. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. So, I yeah, think everyone it came does. out. Yeah, it came out. It came out today. Um, the cover story is on um, how uh, retail shops and restaurants are going to figure out how to open now that things are finally opening up uh, at a fast pace. It seems like too. It seems like all of a sudden, like they hit the switch and like, okay, now retail can open now retail retail can open for curbside, but now retail can open for people inside. And now it's like, and now we're going to have outside dining and yeah, like, now it's outside dining now, now. And you know, I feel the same. I just feel bad for the hair salons. Like every, this town is full of hair salon, hair salon, people, people who go to hair salons, and it's, I, I just have a horrible, um, I just feel bad for them because they are the ones who are just pounding the doors waiting to open their own businesses right now. And it just sucks. Yeah. And I'm hoping them and Jim's, um, will be next. So, yeah. Um, I feel the same way. I feel like it was like, nothing's going to reopen. Everything's going to be closed for a very long time. Yeah. And it was like, just, we are on straight up lockdown. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, the beaches, you can go run and okay, this and that. And then now all of a sudden all of these businesses are able to open. Yeah. Well, it's funny you even say that because, so we're talking on Thursday, May 28th, the magazine published today. Um, it, we're the, we're, it's the week after Memorial Day weekend. So as, so last week was deadline with the magazine. I'd had the whole magazine done by that Friday, ready, you know, ready to go to print. Luckily, but things started changing. So luckily, because of Memorial Day, I had an extra day to work on the magazine. Um, so, and it was so beneficial because some of the some of the information in the magazine would have been totally outdated had it come out today and I not changed certain things. So I'm I'm thankful for thankful for the extra day. Thankful that things are opening up. But my God, they made my job hard last week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, this the information is changing so 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 quickly. Yeah, it's already it's, been a few times where we sat down and talked and literally. When I'm editing, new information yeah, is like yeah. popping up. It's crazy. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. Where but we are in as So as we sit today, though, retail stores can be open if they practice um, some of the things that uh, all the 
what you, the protocols, the safety protocols that have to be put involved, like uh, make sure uh, social distancing. You can't have your store, I think, 50% or less people inside or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, masks, obviously. Though, I think those, those are the good beer for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, pretty much it. And, uh, like, I, in the cover story for this month, I talked to uh, Mona and Robert. Mona owns um, uh, Mandy's Boutique in Weymouth Corners and her husband Robert owns Golden Treasure Jewelers which is literally across the street in Weymouth Corners and they were a special case because they had they were two businesses that were literally just for, non-essential forced to shut down right oh. away mm -hmm. you know two incomes from a family so it really it, it really was hard for them so to be able to talk to them for the cover story was was good I happened to run into them when we were taking pictures at Weymouth Corners um they, Mona and Robert happened to be at Mandy's and it was kind of funny. So it resulted in the photograph that's in the magazine, which is great. Mm -hmm. And it resulted in her showing me the, um, these wine bottles that they had made for their 10th anniversary that was supposed to be in May. Oh. And because they weren't, you know, they had already ordered these really cool little wine bottles with the Mandy's logo label on it. And they're just sitting because they oh, can't have yeah. their party yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, that those are little stories like that, that have happened around town that I, I find interesting, you know, like, to celebrate 10 years. I know what that's like. We just celebrated 10 years of the magazine last year and mm -hmm. and it sucks for you know Mandy's to not be able to to do that. Yeah. And so it was interesting talking to them about what businesses will be what business will be like like for Mona's business for for the for the boutique like she said the transition to these safety protocols was pretty easy because mm -hmm. just the nature of her business dictates it. But with Robert's case, he was like really skeptical because it's it's a jewelry store and jewelry is very personal mm -hmm. and you, you need that personal touch if you're going to sell a piece of jewelry. Yep. So I can understand his trepidation with these new protocols coming in. It's like, I don't know. It's challenging. It's just really challenging. And it's one of those things where I'm hoping, well, I know it'll be, I know it's, I hope it's temporary, but for how long right. this is going to last? I it's know. like, is it, is it temporary? I mean, is it going to end in December? Is it going to end in... It's just driving I don't know. on so I don't much. Know. I think the thing that really is telling is like the events that continue to be canceled that are, you know, annual type of events, yeah. especially for the summer and for the fall, you know. Big ones. Yeah, huge ones. Yeah, and Mary Star Fiesta. I mean, they haven't officially announced it, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure for the first... I don't know if it's the first time in history, but I'm sure it's the first time in a long time. I mean that the fiesta has been canceled. Right. Yeah. It sucks. Um, and fa like family gatherings, you know, yeah. it's just, um, it's really weird for, for families. I'm sure not to get together for like Memorial day and for, you, you know, think, but of July. I saw some photos on Facebook. I, people were definitely gathering over this weekend. I definitely saw that, which is, you know, they're prerogative. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be those people on social media who shame people for doing what they're doing. I'm just not going to be that guy. Well, you know, but, I think I'm seeing, you know, it, for me, it does feel when I look online that people are just like over it. Yeah. Right. And they're, they're no longer adhering to the strictness of the rules in, from what I can see, you know? I, yeah. And, and what I, what I'm gathering from that is that people are kind of choosing like almost quarantine buddies to, to re relieve that isolation, you know? Yeah. I think what we're seeing, and this is only from anecdotal evidence from what I've been privy to and what, you know, maybe I've done as well. It's like your circle has grown slightly. Yeah. Like 
like it's it's one of those things where okay maybe i'll see a relative you know and maybe i'll see a re- that's the, that's as far as the that's as far as you go mm-hmm. but you get out a little bit to see somebody else who you haven't seen in a while i think that's what happened over the weekend like seeing immediate family yeah i didn't see any huge parties or anything like that but you definitely saw families get together which i haven't i mean we had easter go by and mm-hmm. easter was during like the middle of the like middle of like the high yeah. pressure time during the pandemic nobody got together for easter yeah but memorial day i think was one of those days where people felt a little bit more relaxed and they could go out and see immediate family and whatnot and you know it, it, it's just going to be like that the rest of the summer i mean we have no summer <laughs> Basically, there's summer got canceled. Summer yeah. got canceled hard. Yeah, no movies, no events, no baseball, no like. There's no end of the NBA, no beginning of the hockey season. Uh, it, it's just no concerts, we totally, no festivals. We totally talked about sports and the impact of losing sports. You know, for the summer in the last in last week months or last week's episode. Oh yeah, Camelo, Yeah. And it didn't. I'm not really a sports person, so it didn't really occur to me. But you know, I see my dad watching like fish the fishing channel, and he's like <laughs> such a a soccer dude. And I'm like, whoa, this is this is weird. Yeah. You know? Um, and yep. he's not yeah. glued to the TV like he normally is because his games aren't on. You know. Yeah. You know what he said. Mm. Um, he said that right now people are playing soccer video games and they're airing that on TV and they have the announcers like the, you know, the goal, you know, that kind of announcer, they have those announcers doing the video game. Live. That's hilarious. That first of so all, so funny. And my dad's recording that, but you know what? Watching that. that goes to show you that that's, <laughs> Hey, that's, that's even more hilarious, yeah. but also it just goes to show how thirsty everybody is for some type of competitive content on TV. Yeah. I've dropped out. I've been, I'm not a big sports guy. I used to be a big sports guy. I, when I was in my early thirties and what I used to own a, well, when I was a teenager, my family and I owned a baseball card comic book shop back in the day mm-hmm. for like five, I don't know, five, six, mid nineties. Anyways. But I've been like, you know, that was a big time sports guy for me. I, you know, I've been out of the sports loop for a while. Just other things have taken over and whatnot, but I, found myself really kind of missing sports and I'm not a sports guy right now, but I found myself like, Oh, I can't put on a baseball game right now. I, I can't, I can't go to a baseball game even for the social aspect of it. Cause there's so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that just, you realize it, it, like it all starts to sink in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's funny about what you just said is like, I think the reason you might be missing it is because you finally maybe have time for it. You know, you, you are finally home to watch a, a t- you know, a game or two. And now all of a sudden the opportunity is gone because there's no sports. You nailed it because I went into a hard deep dive binge watch of, uh, the last dance the Chicago Bulls yeah. documentary yeah. that, that Camelo was Camelo talks about up. it in the last, he, he said that's what he's covering on almost every episode right now. Oh yeah, it's the new Tiger King. Like <laughs> it, it's the new Tiger King. It, it totally replaced drugs. Michael Jordan totally replaced Joe Exotic right now. And it's it's 10 episodes and it is good. Like it covers that whole time period when the Bulls were going after their three-peat and goes into all their history and whatnot. I'm sure Chris talked about it in the episode. Mm-hmm. But again, it was like one of those things where it it's like, it's the drama of sporting, but it's also nostalgia. And yeah. I think nostalgia plays a huge, I mean, I can do a whole podcast on nostalgia. It, it eats my, it, it's a whole thing. It's a big issue for me, mm-hmm. it, especially with a magazine too, because it feeds into it. Mm-hmm. But 
the um the idea of nostalgia and i feel like a lot of us i know myself is doing that i've found myself looking back and and trying to look back on things and like that last dance uh documentary was a total nostalgia trip for me i was just they would show dates on the tv and i'd be like oh where was i on that in that time period of my life like where was i i've never really thought in those terms before and maybe it's quarantine maybe it's because i don't know maybe because of my age i don't know but it's i found myself thinking differently i guess yeah when it comes to this type of stuff and i don't know if it's quarantine i don't know if it's just a different mindset because of what everybody's been going through but i don't think i'm alone no no i don't think you are and it's funny that you bring up um i mean nostalgia It, it it makes me think of for me, what's been a big thing for me, and this is largely because I discovered a new podcast <laughs> called, I know, I'm just, this is what I'm doing. I'm just discovering new podcasts, but I um, discovered a new podcast called What's Her Name? And it's basically, um, it's really cool. Uh, I think it's these two um, sisters who either teach history or they are historians or something. They're involved with um, academia in that that realm. Um, but they go and tell stories of women in history who have either been like overlooked or, you know, forgotten or not given their, the, the actual credit they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my God, the stories are amazing oh, I bet. and it's super addicting. I mean, I've been just listened to so many already. Um, <laughs> but it really made me want to start building my family tree and to start digging into my past and to start looking into the stories of my grandparents, you know, that's interesting. That's something I want to do. I've talked to Angela Romero about it. Sure. Like she heard me just like go on and on about the podcast and I'm bullying her into listening to it. Right. Um, but I, you know, my grandpa was on the docks like back in, I mean, gee, I don't know when he started, but he was in his early twenties, I think when he was a longshoreman Mm -hmm. and now he's in his eighties, you know, and he told me about the times where he actually had to have the hook, you know, the hook, the famous longshoreman. He was using that, you know, back in the day. And I, it makes me want to capture all of those stories. Um, and also it kind of made me want to start writing about what we're going through now because we're in a historical moment. Yeah. I think it's interesting you say that because I found myself thinking about that last night. Um, you know, a lot of people have been suggesting journaling as a way to get through the quarantine. And that's, I, I think that's great advice because it is a historical. I, I think people have lost sense of like, we're so involved in ourselves at this point dealing with the quarantine that I do think there is a sense of this. There's a lost sense of how historical this is Yeah, in a weird way. And it's weird to even think of it in those terms because in a way it, it's almost like it, you almost like look upon it as, oh, interesting, but you know, it's a pandemic and it's killing people and it sucks. Yeah. But it's just an interesting time. But I was, in fact, it's funny. I'm sorry, my brain's like five different directions right now. <laughs> no, that's okay. But um, <laughs> in the magazine, going back to the magazine for a minute, when I started writing my, my column this month, um, my original thought process was to write that about that, about how history is going to look upon this time in San Pedro. Because I was I was sitting in my laptop and I'm I had the um, May issue in front of me and the cover was just looking at me, it's just all these people in masks. You you're on it. Like it's all these people in masks. And I'm like, twenty years from now, are people gonna look at this thing and think how silly it is. Are they gonna look at this thing and think how serious it was? Are they gonna look at it and, and you know what I mean? What's the opinion gonna be twenty years from now? Like when the fallout's over with and people, you know, I didn't the even... people that you know are held, you know whatever, but. 
it's interesting to see, to think about what this time period is going to look like. When you look at it, you really like honestly, if you were just looking at a regular, you know, magazine from a time where there wasn't a pandemic, you would be like, "What the heck is this of?" Oh, absolutely. If you didn't have context, you look at that cover of our May issue of San Pedro today. You look at it and you'd be like, "Why are all these people wearing masks?" Like. And what silver linings mean? Why do we need a silver lining? You know what I mean? It's like totally. It's weird. Like I was going through because the the last issue we did prior to the pandemic was the cover store was on the sardine, mm -hmm. the new yep. club that opened on Pacific. Yeah. So I loved it. Todd and those guys, they're just doing they were they were doing such a great job until this damn pandem pandemic hit. And it's weird. I was laying out all the magazines because the new one the new one came out today. So I just have them scattered. And it's like yeah, the sardine guys on on I guess it was March, and then April's issue is the cover of it. It's like the bare shelves that were in Vons mm -hmm. because the pandemic literally struck like the week before <laughs> we oh went to gosh. we went to print, and then the that was April. Then May, which we had some time with May, the, everything started settling. So the masks became the story, mm -hmm. and now we're into June and things are opening up. So that's the story this month is you know, what's opening up and I'm hoping maybe July because not everything's open right now. So my hope is that we get into phase three quick enough uh, between now and the next issue where we can at least cover like a major reopening, like cause gyms and uh, hair salons. I swear to God, when hair salons open up in this place, that's when people are going to have a parade because the hair salon issue in San Pedro right oh now gosh, is yeah. hitting, <laughs> is it? such terrible terrible levels right now that mm -hmm. people will do anything to get their hair done in this town. oh i know people are desperate right now oh i swear ricardo was in the mirror yesterday like and i was like oh okay well that's a look that's oh yeah my girlfriend cut my hair he was like i'm bringing 90s back and i was like wow <laughs> you know i wonder how many people are rocking 90s haircuts because that was the last time they really had to cut their hair <laughs> you know it's hilarious that's great and that's true sadly <laughs> Uh, um, what have you been up to? <laughs> aside from, Other than the magazine. <clears throat> aside from you? deadline, well, the magazine takes over my life when it's on deadline week. So I I, I can't say, that's why I, I missed last week because I was head deep in deadline trying to get this darn magazine up. But yeah, it's been, uh, again, just quarantine cleaning. I think the last time I was on here, I talked about how I deep cleaned my kitchen. That's still as far as I've gotten, but I'm really hoping... <laughs> Well, last week was a busy week for last you. Last week was a busy week. Deadline, <laughs> you know, you know, I know my friends hate the word when I say deadline because to them it's like a four-letter word. To me it's a four-letter word. But yeah, it takes over my life. Mm -hmm. But the um yeah, the uh, idea of going back and quarantine cleaning, this time I want to clean my front office. That that's the next room I need to get a hold of. So, I feel like that might be more time consuming. And this is just coming from me who has recently, you know, packed up and moved and I had to go through all my office stuff. It was very difficult because <laughs> everything is like you have to read it in order to know if you have to, if you're going to get rid of it, you right. know, and it's just so time consuming to have to go through all the paperwork and all the mail that's piled up or, you know, all the stuff that you said you wanted to file. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to go through that recently to dig for our marriage license, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Um, well, I, to get on my husband's insurance, I didn't know that they needed proof that we were married <laughs> and they, you know, That's important. they finally called me and said, we don't have proof that you're married. So we're not going to get you on his insurance. Oh, wow. I know. And I was like, no, I sent the stuff. And they're like, yeah, but we need proof that you're his spouse, you know? <laughs> and so I was like calling my parents. I was like, I think I left it at your house. Remember after the wedding? I mean, <laughs> I was going nuts. Oh, wow. Turned out to be in the garage in a brown <laughs> paper bag, um, labeled, important don't throw away or like or file or something like that and so i was like see i'm smart at least i put it in something marked important marked important yeah <laughs> it was like wedding crap yeah like, you know what i mean like cause i have a box in my garage it was like wedding crap uh, um, a couple of new things happened for us um i went to the garden swap actually um, the, you know how Nuda hosts a garden swap? Oh, Month. on 6th Street. Yeah. The, at, is that the Garden Church? No. no. It's, oh, at, okay. it's at Nuda. Oh, it's at Nuda. Oh, yeah. okay. It's at Nuda. And, um, you know, Army Linderborg, who's been on the podcast way, way early on, she, um, she, I think, kind of got together with Stacy at Nuda and they kind of started it. And it's been going on for a while. I had never had anything worth sharing before because I didn't really have a garden. But That's now, right. now you do. <laughs> now I have a beautiful orange tree. And so we took some oranges, um, dropped it off. There was social distancing in place and everyone was wearing masks. Everyone's being very considerate. Um, basically, you just take your harvest or whatever yeah. you have to share and you put it there on the table and everyone kind of goes through, you know, almost like a line goes through and picks what they want to take. Um, and I picked something, I mean, there was all kinds of fruit there. Ricardo was like, oh, I love that fruit. I love, I didn't even know what some of it was, honestly. <laughs> but, um, uh, like somebody had grown garlic. Um, oh, cool. yeah. Uh, what I had taken that was really new for me was aloe vera. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had never really tried aloe vera. I know it's really. Like an aloe plant? Yeah. Like oh, an yeah. aloe plant. So there was a little. Grown up little baby aloe plant and i was like oh i know that's good for your skin and oh. i need help for my skin so i took it and now it's my new obsession i have been <laughs> watching youtube videos on the benefits of aloe vera and i've been watching so many women like okay this has been sitting for five minutes on my face <laughs> we're gonna see how it is in 10 minutes and so yeah so that's what i've done because it's quarantine and that's funny that's what it is so um actually ricardo was able to get a beautiful big like probably three-year-old aloe vera plant from his dad who oh, wow. who just grows them in his backyard so yeah. he gave one, one of them to us oh perfect so i will have glowing skin <laughs> you very shortly skin. <laughs> but um but yeah it's been a new a fun new project for us that's cool i should get into plants one of these days you know gardening is like so popular right now yeah i know i know <laughs> i know let me let me clean my front office first there you go. Yeah. Little baby, baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Um, well, of course, we hate to put it this way, but do you have any numbers for us? Oh, <laughs> the numbers thing. I say this every time we talk about numbers, and I will say this again every time we talk about numbers. I don't like talking about numbers because it's not something I, I don't think they represent. Um, I don't think they're accurately representing what is going on in Pedro. Right. Per se. But we do have new numbers. Um, the uh, count today, it, now you have to give the disclaimer on this because of the uh, Terminal Island prison. But today's count is, I believe, over 900, nine something. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's not, oh, it's 893. Mm -hmm. So it was 884 yesterday. So it was 890. There are 893 reported 
coronavirus cases in San Pedro. Now, that does not mean there are 894 cases of coronavirus in San Pedro right now. A lot of those people were diagnosed in the Terminal Island prison and have since recovered. That's the one thing about these numbers also that they don't give a rep accurate representation. A lot of these cases have recovered and you don't get the recovery numbers right. when the county sends them out. So again, it's weird. But um, yeah. I actually found a Daily Breeze article that was published yesterday. Which, yeah, that's um, right. Is Wednesday, May 27th was mm -hmm. yesterday. So this was published yesterday and I'll just quote it. It says, but as of Wednesday, there were only 42 confirmed cases among inmates in the facility and 646 of those who had previously contracted the virus were reported to have recovered. Right. And that's according to BOP statistics. See, and those numbers are, then that's realistic. Yeah. So everybody recovered. They have 40 some of the cases. That makes sense. You know, these, just like you said, the, the growing amount of number of cases doesn't accurately reflect how many cases we currently have. Right. It's just the amount that has, has happened. Right. Well, it's the amount that, that have been tested and have been recorded. Right. There are plenty of people who may have had the virus who never even had to see a doctor. And so that's why I'm saying these numbers, there's no exact count. Nobody knows, mm -hmm. you know, so we're just going with what is the data that's been given. And those people like myself who have been tested, mm -hmm. my, I'm assuming my number, my stat is in, you know, of the negative tests yeah. is, you know, is in part of that stat. But I've had friends who have contemplated going to get like an antibody test or something because they were like, you know, in February, March, I had a, I had a bout with the flu. It wasn't good. Yeah. I may have had a little bit of it. Don't know. Yep. Did you ever go see a doctor about it? No. Well, you know, so you have a lot of those stories as well. So it is really, honestly, it's very, it's very uplifting to know that out of 600 and something cases, there's only 42 now. Yeah, and exactly. That's how we can hopefully look at this. We still have to be safe, but we are doing okay. Yeah, just like how today, like they, there's like 1.75 million cases being reported in the United States. There isn't a 1.75 million people walking around sick with the coronavirus right now. Those are the people that have been recorded as having had it. There's probably a lot of people in that group who have recovered, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, with 100,000 deaths, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. um, still, the majority of people have recovered from it. So, right. Well, I'm glad we at least covered that because I feel like people are paying attention to the numbers and they are starting to see, you know, they are kind of panicking that the numbers are growing out of control and there's too many people with coronavirus, you know, here in Pedro. I wanted to address the fact that, no, that's not necessarily the case. So I'm glad that we covered it. Um, but yeah. All right, guys, as we know, um, our local restaurants and cafes really need our support right now. So we're going to take some time to shout a few out. Yeah. So in the May issue of San Pedro Today magazine, we put together a restaurant takeout and delivery, a quick reference guide. It was the inside back cover to the magazine. You can check it out online right now at SanPedroToday.com in case you don't have your May issue lying around. But there are some restaurants that support the magazine and they want to be a part of this guide. And because of that, we're going to give them uh, a quick shout out. Uh, now. Yeah, so. now and in the next few episodes. Yeah. So you'll you'll hear it again. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and give some shout outs. Uh, shout out to Big Nick's Pizza. You can order online at bignickspizza.com. Shout out to Bono's Pizzeria. You can order online at bonospizza.com. 
Shout out to Jolly Burrito. You can order online at jollyburrito.com. Shout out to Texco. I have to say real quick that they catered my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can order online at texcorestaurantpv.com. Shout out to Happy Deli. You can order online at happydelisp.com. Shout out to Sandwich Saloon. You can order online at sandwichsaloondeli.com. And shout out to West Coast Phillies. You can order online at westcoastphillies.com. And for those of you looking for breakfast in the morning or coffee and pastries, we got the Churry Man. You can order online at thechurryman.com. You can also Colossus Bread. Uh, they are just open for delivery and uh, quick takeout only. So you can order online at colossusbread.com. And of course, there's Happy Diner in downtown San Pedro at happydinersp.com. They also have another location on Gaffey. And of course, the uh, always popular Pacific Diner. And they don't have a website per se, but you can look them up on facebook.com slash Pacific Diner. And of course, uh, the brand new uh, coffee delivery uh, guy, Paul's uh, Trinity CBC Coffee, which is great. You can order online. Uh, they deliver at trinitycbc.com. And if you're looking for some great seafood, we have some a uh, couple great seafood places. Crazy Fish on Western. You can order from them at crazyfish.com. Uh, over in uh, Palos Verdes, the Great American International Seafood Market has a plenty of stuff. You can order online over there at greatamericanseafoodmarket.com. And in downtown San Pedro, there's Pappy Seafood at pappyseafood.com. And of course, the, uh, the biggest market on the coast, San Pedro Fish Market. You can order on Grubhub from them, and you can also go online at sanpedrofish.com. All right, and for dinner and lunch, if you are feeling hungry, shout out to San Pedro Brewing Co. You can order for them at sanpedrobrewing.com. You can order from Sunny's Bistro at sunnysbistro.com. Shout out to Think Cafe. You can order from them at thinkcafesanpedro.com. And of course, there's the famous Whale and Ale, where you can order at whaleandale.com. Also, just to let you know, you can order from most of the popular delivery services online. You can order um, through them for most of these restaurants as well. Yes, so look them up on Grubhub, Postmates, whatever your favorite app is. They'll probably be there. Yeah. Um, And don't forget to support our local businesses. Back to the magazine for a minute. Uh, I loved seeing all of the shout outs to the grads, you know, from the from the different schools in the area. Yeah. And um, boy, I still feel for them. But I hope that they know that because they're graduating in this time, it doesn't make it any less of an accomplishment. It doesn't make it any less special. And they do deserve to party, but they just can't right now. <laughs> oh, man, I had I had a version of my column this month that was like a that was just based on the class of 2020 and I ended up throwing it out because mm-hmm. it, it was terrible. But the, the idea of, I, I feel terrible for the class, not because they lost out on graduation day, graduation day, everybody, if anybody who graduated remembers their graduation day, it was just, it was like three hours of sitting in a hot sun, listening to the damn phone book being read. Like it's, it is what it is. It's the rites of passage that you go through as a teenager that they've been robbed of during this extended time period. No prom, no, um, you know, no end of the year like uh, festivities that the seniors usually have. You know, those are the things that I remember as a high school person. If those were taken away, I would have been devastated. 
Nobody's signing each other's yearbooks. Nobody's signing yearbooks. That's a huge one. I, huge like, one. I didn't even think about that. Huge one. But like, I look back at my yearbook and just to see all of the writing all over it, it's amazing. And it's it's so nice to look back on. And they're not going to get that. They weren't even able to hang out. Like, no. I mean, like they literally were like, okay, March, bye-bye. No grad night at no Disneyland. Grad, yeah, no, no grad night. Yeah. I mean, there's... No Disneyland. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's just so many things that they're missing out on. And I just hope they know, I hope they get that back. You know, yeah. I hope that when this is over, they can come back to celebrate at some point. Yeah. The thing is, it's like the way I look at it, it's that they're not alone. Like the local students out here are not alone. Every class of 2020 is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they, it's just what is what it is. It's yeah. what it is. It was what it was. And on the positive outlook on that, it's like they're special. Like the class of 2020 is always going to be remembered as a class that graduated during the pandemic. Like they have a really great number to look at back at. It's like 2020s, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's the class that had to get through the pandemic and weren't able to have their graduations and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, there's something about that. Uh, not that it's, I don't want to say it's cool because it's not because it sucks. Everything about this sucks. But I mean, at least they're not alone. At least they have like at least uh, a little bit of um, support in the sense that everybody knows, mm -hmm. you know, and who the hell knows what's going to happen this school year too. Like those who graduated were going to college. Like, are they even, you know, what are their schools going to be like in the fall? They're just going to be online only, you know, that, that whole thing of missing out, going to your first you know, if they go out of state or wherever, go to your first dorm and all that stuff. So, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, all that college stuff that, and you know, it just, it just sucks. Like, it just sucks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely not the same experience. And I do really feel for them. Although I am really excited to see what this class does because I feel like there's another level, possibly another level of motivation, you know, yeah, maybe. because we're in a weird time in history where there is a lot of stuff going on and we're in the middle of a pandemic, I just feel like the class that is to come is going to do some pretty awesome things. I sure hope so. Cause they, they got a really raw deal mm -hmm. um, through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, but it, like we see, it's weird. It's weird too, because it's like now that they graduate, nobody wants to look back. Like after you're done with the scene, you don't want to look back at high school. You're looking forward you are looking forward to where you, you're going to college or you're going to school or where you want your future to look. That's the part that to me is like, so, um, what's the word? Uh, the, the, there's an unknown factor to that yeah. because their future as it stands right now with everything being closed and whatnot, there's, you know, who knows what the future holds at this it's point. It's so true. Um, I think finding a job, you know, for college graduates right now is this is like a totally new it was tough. Game. It, was, it was hard. It was hard enough as it is for graduates yeah. for the past five years. This is just going to make it worse. Yeah. And that's again, I'll use this word again. It sucks. It does. It, it does suck. But um, what you have accomplished is great and you will go on to do mighty things. That is our hope. That's the hope. That's right. <clears throat> Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I wonder if maybe their five year or 10 year reunion might be really lit. Can I, say <laughs> I hope so. I hope that they go back and celebrate what they did. You know, that's an interesting, that's an interesting point. I never even thought about that, but yeah, they're going to have reunions. Um, they'll, 
I don't know if they'll have a five-year reunion. I don't, I don't think any, they'll have a 10-year reunion for sure, though. And that'll be a weird, interesting reunion for them to be like, hey, remember 10 years ago when we totally got our teenage years robbed from us by a damn virus? So that'll be fun talk for that. <laughs> you know, 10-year high school reunions are changing a lot. Have you been to a reunion lately? I haven't been to a 10-year one in a while, honey. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm class of 92 here. I'm, I'm about to celebrate my 30th in Did you two go to years. your 10-year? Yeah. I went to, I organized my 20th, but yeah, I went to the 10 year. Oh, that's cool. How yeah. was, how was your 20th? 20, 20th was awesome. Everybody, everybody in my class uh, says it was the greatest night they've had. Really? Yeah, it was great. We Where had such it? a good time. It, well, I didn't go to high school in Pedro, so I went to high school in South Orange County. Mm -hmm. So um, I also went to high school in Huntington Beach, like oh, in really? Orange County. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we had at the Mission Viejo where I used to live, but yeah, it was great. A great time. Time. I had to organize my 10-year high school reunion. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and I feel fun. like social media really changed the interest level. In, oh, totally. In ten, you know, in reunions in totally. general because yep. no one was interested in going. And it was really hard to get people to pay yeah. to pay for tickets so that I could, you know, like actually put a deposit on a place and organize stuff. So we ended up just having it in Long Beach at a restaurant and rented out like their, you know, pretty much their happy hour area. And it was a nice reunion, but it was so much more casual than I had expected it yeah, to be, that I wanted it to be, you know? That's how my, our, we had a 25th reunion. We had like a 25th one, which you shouldn't do a one after, you shouldn't do a 25th reunion if you do a 20th. Let me just, for yeah. anybody doing reunions. <laughs> Ten year gaps are good. Yeah. Five year gaps, you know, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, because we had the twenty fifth one like a couple years ago, and um, I guess it was two thousand seventeen, and yeah, same situation because everybody's on Facebook, everybody sees everybody's lives, and the people that you're interested in, you already know about. That's the thing. Is like I'm already friends with the people I want to be friends with yeah. from high school, and yeah. we see each other more than ten years. You know, the the fun of high school reunions was always to like see people you haven't seen in like years, and like look at you know the how do they look? You know how are they married? Do they have kids? And everybody knows that already because yeah. we're so connected now. Mm -hmm. So there is kind of a romanticism that's lost. The intrigue is gone. Yeah, the intrigue yeah. is definitely gone. I know, um, but. Hopefully for the class of 2020. Random. I know it was yeah. a random, it was a random, a random topic thing. to get on. It was, but I had to mention that, it, you know, mine wasn't <laughs> amazing. I mean, it was, it wasn't terrible, but it was just, right. Also it was a very small class. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, 2020 going in the year 2030, when these kids get, well, now they'll be adults. Oh my God. When they get together 10 years from now and they talk about this pandemic and all the missed out opportunities and whatnot, I hope they, you know, uh, it'll be, it, well, it'll be an interesting time. You just said 2030 and I like, <gasps> yeah, totally. I kind of had a panic moment. And have you, have you seen that meme and it has uh Michael from the office just sitting there the way he would look at a, at a camera. Right. Yeah. And it says the, the top of the meme says 2050 is now closer to than 1990 or something like that. Oh God. And, I don't even know. I don't need to know that. And his, his, like his caption under it was like, Nope, don't like that. Nope. <laughs> don't like that at all. <laughs> I do not like that at no, all. No, thank you. And that you. is true, though. Oh, my gosh. That is true. Oh. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, I really appreciate you making me feel really old on this 
episode of the podcast, Amanda. Sorry. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, you know, now that I've been kind of in this historical, uh, I want to say rabbit hole where I feel like, you know, capturing my family's stories are really important. Yeah. And then now recording my own experiences is really important. I hope that you, <laughs> with all of your years of wisdom, will write down your story. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about writing, you know, keeping a journal and diary about this. I but. told I told uh, Angela that it would be a really cool time to start making everybody send in their stories, you know, or interviewing yeah. their grandparents and stuff, you know? Totally. Yeah. That, well, yeah. The idea of getting your family stories down is really important. Um, speaking of Angela Romero, she has been doing, um, at least for the past two weeks on Wednesday at 7 PM. I actually haven't been able to go because my, my toddler is crazy. Um, but she's been doing zoom calls where she kind of dives into the the films were that have San Pedro in it. Oh yeah, Angela Singh. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it a while ago, but I just want to encourage all of you. I think she's doing it for the for the next two weeks, right? Yeah, she is. Okay. Um, go to um, visit her Facebook page, uh, San Pedro Heritage Museum on Facebook. The yes. schedule is there. Yeah. So in, I want to encourage you if you're not doing anything on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. It is a fun Zoom call. I don't think it's a full hour, but you see clips, uh, really awesome clips of Pedro. And it's really cool to see how much it's changed over the years. Yeah, I can't wait this summer. I mean, next month, next month. Uh, oh, wait, no, this month. Well, we're in May, but June, I think, or July is Perry Mason oh, coming yeah. out on HBO. Oh, my gosh. Which yeah. is all Pedro. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. So that, all the exteriors, at least. I am so excited. So that should be cool. <clears throat> well, on that, I think we can call it a day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, for all of you listeners still at home, please continue to practice safety protocols, but uh, enjoy supporting your local businesses as well. They are, a lot of them are now open and they are ready. They are ready for your businesses. Yeah, please do. You know, if we're going to end it on any note, it's going to be, you know, this is the time to support local business. If you uh, retailers are open, they are hungry. They need they need um, the revenue. They need your business. So, if you have a choice between ordering something on Amazon or picking it up at a local store, please come down and pick it up at a local store. Mm -hmm. Go down, shop in the boutiques, shop. You know, get your shoes locally, get your clothes locally, as yeah. local as you can. Those dollars really do count because a lot of people who own mom and pop stores in town are residents in town, um, and. You know, you're just helping your neighbors by doing that. And I know convenience is great. Trust me, I shop online just as much as anybody. But at the same time, this is the time where San Pedro could really use um, a boost. And by doing that, by everybody going out, supporting their local businesses, that's a great way to do it. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Pick up the local, I mean, the current issue of St. Pedro Today magazine. Yeah. You know what I realized is we don't what? actually mention St. Pedro Today magazine in the episode. We're just talking about the magazine. The magazine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, there the ad does have a Future Today magazine. So, yeah. Um, anyways, I yeah, I think that that's it. Go support your local businesses. And there we go. Alrighty.